You're listening to Heather Solves Everything, a show about discovering strengths and solving problems. So what are we waiting for? Let's get into it. Welcome back to another episode of Heather Solves Everything. You know that this is the show where I take credit for solving your problems by introducing you to smart people with good ideas. I'm glad that you're here. And I have a smart cookie with me here today. Her name is Candy Motzik. And Candy is a corporate ladder survivor. She made it. She has marked herself safe from a career in the corporate world. She worked in engineering and she was super smart and successful at that, but it wasn't doing it for her. She wasn't fulfilled. And you might know what that's like. She though changed it. Now she's an ICF certified professional coach. Her specialty is helping us to gain confidence, get unstuck and out of our own way, and ultimately enjoy more meaningful work and lives Candy, welcome to Heather Solves Everything. Oh, this is going to be so great. I'm so happy to be here. (laughs) Excellent, excellent. Well, today we are going to talk about how we can learn from ourselves, how we can cultivate more confidence to do the big, bold things that we've been thinking about, and talk a little bit about how we can call out that voice of self-doubt and um, maybe shift some of that internal dialogue into something that's more encouraging and empowering so that we can um, jump into the life that we kind of planned to have. How does that sound? Sounds great. Yeah. All right. Are you ready to solve everything? I am so totally ready. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Let's get into it. Okay. So I um, recently did an internet search for podcasts that are about authentic, confident living. And um, I think there were about 14 million options for me to listen to because that's the thing now for women to have a podcast about how to live your authentic life, to gain confidence, to quit apologizing, to be bold. And they're all gorgeous and they have a picture of themselves laughing like they don't know they're having their picture taken because they're so happy. And (laughs) I look at all of these podcasts and I think I'm one of these girls. I'm one of these women who like when you read their story, it's like how they realized life was passing them by and they decided to leave it all behind. And now they, you know, they've built a six figure empire helping women live their authentic dreams. And I see those things and I kind of roll my eyes and say, yeah, right. Because they're not making six figures. I'm not making six figures. Nobody's making six figures making a podcast. (laughs) But I also know them because I am one of those women. And I know how empowering and exciting it is to leave the life that you were stuck in and to start a different one. And it's so exciting and thrilling that you want to build a business to help other people do it. And you make a podcast to help other people do it. And that's when I thought about you because your job is to help people actually make that transition. 
and you've got a story of your own. So I'd love to hear from you. How did you know it was time for you to jump off the corporate ladder and into something different? Yeah. Yeah. And I am just, I'm still kind of processing what you said about, you know, 14,000, 14 million (laughs) options. I can't even count that high. And (laughs) it's funny because when I think of those podcast covers and, you know, it's the wind blown hair and the smile. And by the way, most of those women always have long flowing hair and my hair is really short and curly. So it doesn't fit that model at all. (laughs) Same. And I think there's, so there's something here. So yeah, I did the corporate thing and then I left and now I love what I do. And I've got a great business working with amazing people. But I think that there is maybe a misconception that you have to do that transition to have that authentic, amazing life. And I think that we're sold a bill of goods. And I would love it if people realize that it's not that outer thing that makes it authentic and fulfilling. It's the thing in here. It's inside your soul, inside your heart. And so for me, yes, it was time for a change. Yes. But that's not that's not the automatic path that we should be looking at. So that was just the thing that I wanted to say. So my story is, yes, I did all those things. I was a really, you know, good employee and always putting my hand up and volunteering for the next step on the corporate ladder, the next big, you know, continuous improvement project. And that was all great. And that kind of work is wonderful work. But it was no longer for me. And I mm-hmm. think it was for a lot of reasons. The first is that at my heart, I'm a coach. So no matter what the outer title was, people were still walking into my office trying to get coached by me, even though I had no idea that that's what they were doing. So there was that part of it. 15 years in nonprofit management, and my right? office was a revolving door of people coming in for coaching. Yeah. So it's not like, I think it's not like I got off one bus and gone onto another bus. It's I was always on that bus, but it had a different label on the outside. And then we peeled the label off and I realized, no, 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 no. Coaching is actually what I'm doing anyway. Yeah. So there is that part of it. And then also there's that place of evolution and growth, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and realizing that I needed something different. It came with um, as a result of some severe career burnout that, you know, some of it was was toxic work dynamic, but also a lot of it was in my lap, was people pleasing and no boundaries and thinking that I always had to say yes. And then like just, you know, out and out workaholism. <laughs> That's the only way I can describe it, right? Mm -hmm, So all of that stuff happens. And then, yeah, all of a sudden it's time for a change. So I don't know if that answered your question, but better to be honest and truthful, right? That's what the whole thing is about. You know, when you you notice that you're not being honest and truthful to yourself about, you know, how you're living and where you're putting your energy, it doesn't necessarily mean that you dislike the work that you're doing or that you're, you are, you need a change. Um, although many times it does start that way. I had a similar, um, a similar experience where I was not only burned out in my work, but 
I was also in a toxic work environment and I was a bad employee. I, I'm not a good employee. I, I'm not good at, at showing up at the right time and staying the whole time. And I, following rules. So it wasn't a good fit from the beginning. But but I mean, I did a good job. I did my work and I enjoyed my work and I was good at it. But um, I knew that there was something else calling me. And I think that that's part of the honesty and authenticity. You can be good at multiple things, um, but not everybody gets the opportunity to jump into what they really want to do. Yeah. Yeah. And I think that it's really telling that you, you know, you're sort of giggling and saying, Hey, that sounds a bit like my story. This thing that no matter what the outer title was, that people were still knocking on your door and saying, Hey, I want to talk to you. Can Mm -hmm. you help me? Mm -hmm. You know, or do you mind if I share something with you? Right. And so that is the, the sign that, yeah, coaching was, coaching is the thing. Coaching is your calling and your way of making it making your way in the world, right? I really like the um, idea that you mentioned of being sold a, a bill of goods, you know, kind of like this wrapper of what it looks like to um, shift into a different way of living, you know, regardless of whether it means um, moving out of a relationship or jumping into a relationship, changing jobs, moving to a new city, moving to a new country, you know, anytime that people have the grass is greener type of thinking, I think that we often wrap it up in what the ideal is going to be. Mm -hmm. And um, I loved how you encouraged us to remember, it doesn't have to be a leap. It can be a step. Yes, very much. Yeah. Yeah. It reminds me of something that I heard a few years ago. And this was, um, I think it was Jessica Ortner from the Tapping Solution who said this in a presentation that she was doing. Now, I don't have the words quite right, but the essence of it was how often do we do personal development from a spin of trying to fix ourselves, that at the heart that there's something wrong with us that needs to be fixed, as opposed to doing personal development from the place of nurturing and nourishing and loving ourselves and sort of treating ourselves um, with that sort of love. So, you know, what, what side do you look at it? Like, are you doing personal development as almost as penance <laughs> or are you doing it as a nurturing approach? Right. And, and I think that's, a lot of, that's a lot of what's going on here with this sort of plethora of all these you know, new coaches telling you how to live the perfect, authentic, confident life is that it's this chasing, chasing something outside instead of being who you are inside, right? What do you find is the reason why people are more apt to chase than to celebrate? I think that we don't take easily to self-acceptance. I think that we think it's a good idea, but then when it really comes down to it, it's that, well, if they knew, if they really (laughs) knew what was going on inside my head and inside my heart, then I wouldn't fit in. I think it's Mm -hmm. as, as simple as that. It's this, we've learned to 
not accept ourselves. And I, and I, I don't even want to use the word self-love because for me, self-love was like, like the third step down the, the growth path. I had to learn how to just honor myself mm-hmm. before I, I could do anything, before I could move into self-acceptance. And then from self-acceptance, we move into self-love. But that jump is so big, right? Like just to honor who we are. I think it takes a lot of courage sometimes to honor who you are, especially if you aren't sure if who you are is worthy of honor. If we have been in an environment where we're constantly told or tell ourselves what's wrong with us or focus on our deficiencies or the reasons why we're not ready to do the next big thing, whatever that is, then I can imagine how it would feel counterproductive to then honor that. Yes. How do I honor this person who I want to change? Yeah. And not not from a place of here's the next level of evolution, but fix, not like change from, you know, go into the repair shop and let's fix you. You're broken. There's definitely something wrong with you, right? Right, right. For a while there, when this movement kind of began of, um, I called it the hot mess, you know, when suddenly everybody was pretending they had it all together, you know, like everyone's got it together. Everybody's kids are eating organic food and everybody, you know, has sustainable practices and everyone's home looks like Pinterest, you know, everybody had it together. And then we had this pendulum swing to everyone's the hot mess where it's like, I'm going to be transparent. I'm going to be authentic. Like I'm living on caffeine and, you know, candy and my kids are running all over eating Cheetos and my house is a disaster. And we had this kind of fake transparency where everybody was pretending to not have it together. And the reality is somewhere in the middle, you know, and, and I, I like having it together. You know, <laughs> like I like to have things, you know, I like to, to be working on a project. I like to have a goal. I like to be working towards something, but I think that we still are in this kind of weird place where we're not sure what we're supposed to be doing. And I think it's still hard to find our footing there. Yeah. And and then wrap that in the shiny wrapper of social media. Right. right. <laughs> I want to be transparent, but not too transparent. I want to be, you know, like. Yeah. Where even your down moments are fabricated yeah. and curated. Yeah. To make it look like you don't have it together because for some reason we think that's what we're supposed to look like now. Yeah. I can just feel myself sort of twisting into kind of like a pretzel feeling. It's like, <laughs> <laughs> like there's no win. Like we, right. We set that up so that there's absolutely no win. We can't, we can't be too perfect. We can't be too, too messy. We can't be, or, or then the third option is that we're boring. We're we're nowhere, right? We're just plain old humans. (laughs) Right. Nobody gets likes when you're boring. And that's what it's all about, right? These days. (laughs) None of that is confidence. And none of that is creating that authentic, that authentic way. Like maybe I am super boring. Oh, well, (laughs) is that terrible? (laughs) 
I was at a meeting um, last night, actually, when I was talking with somebody about um, our favorite British comedies and um, PBS documentaries. And then I, I then I put my reading glasses on and and I kind of like pulled my sweater on and asked if anybody else was cold. And somebody said, you know, Heather, I love how you're just embracing living as a little old lady. <laughs> <laughs> and it was the best like I it felt so so warm and comfortable to hear that because I truly identify with that. It's like, yeah, like that's 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 who I am. <laughs> <laughs> and that that's a good and thing. And it feels good to to be who you are, you know, but I think that that um sometimes we're not really sure who that is because we haven't discovered it for ourselves. Don't you think that's an, it, it, I don't know if this isn't the right word, but it's almost like an oxymoron. Mm-hmm. Like we spend our whole life looking for ourselves when we live inside this body, this glass jar that is ourselves. It's like we've, it's got this feeling like you've kind of twisted yourself into some kind of a strange little knot. We can't just be who we are. We have to make a project out of it. Mm-hmm. It's weird. It's a weird thing. Yeah. Um, and I wanted to just say this thing that uh, I have some of my clients do this. So I work with coaches. I love coaches. I love coaching. I love coaches. I don't care that it's a weird thing that I coach coaches. Okay. One of the things that these people do is they are in coming into their own, you know, like they are doing the work, they are being who they are. And so I ask them now to create a magazine cover where they're on the cover and it's any magazine, any, you know, any um, uh, uh, month, year. And what are those stories that the magazines would have? And I will tell you, I see some of the most amazing, amazing creativity come out and how they're just themselves. One of my clients created Fog. F-A-U-X-G-E. <laughs> and I, it's just so much fun to see. Now, these are people that are really real with themselves. And this yeah. is, you know, how she's evolving. And I just think that it's so much fun. Yeah. I love that idea. I'm imagining what I would do. And my mind immediately went to self-deprecation that, I, you know, be, I and I wonder what that means. Like, I immediately went to how can I how can I make this funny and downplay so that I don't actually have to talk about myself? How can I deflect so that I can somehow make it a joke? And, and that feels authentic to me. I've always been that way. I've always been, um, I, I have no problem being in the, the center of the room presenting or speaking or, you know, entertaining, but I don't want to be the subject. Oh, and yeah. And, and that does feel like me. And so that does feel authentic, but at the same time, I like, it doesn't feel like it should, <laughs> you know, like, cause it's a different part of my persona, you know, and you know, look at me now. I have an interview show where I, I don't talk about myself. I ask questions of other people. <laughs> So interesting. And I just was wondering about that too. And of course, I'm right now I'm thinking, so what would the name of your magazine be, Heather? Right? Like I just, I just think that it would that be would nice be nice so people cool. that Heather has met. 
I love the passive voice there because it doesn't fit you at all. <laughs> you know, sometimes I think that we use um, humor to deflect away from our insecurities. And I consider that a skill since <laughs> I've honed it over time. But it's a, it's a defense mechanism to keep ourselves from being rejected. And, you know, when you do present yourself authentically, you're taking a risk that people aren't going to like you. And like you said earlier, you know, if if you put yourself out there and you're being authentic, what if they don't like that? And and then I'm stuck with what myself? Yeah. (laughs) You know, (laughs) like the consolation prize, which is actually the thing that all, you know, back to where you started. That is actually the thing that all those podcast episodes are selling Mm -hmm. is that, yeah, you will be stuck with yourself. And the, some somehow we think that that's not the prize, but it's being sold as the prize. Right. <laughs> I want to um, go into a time machine and and look to see in some amount of time, however many years, how many of those podcasts are still going. Yeah. And how many have faded, you know, and and I don't mean to disparage. I love them because it's exciting to see how many people are so excited about the idea of helping others to shine and Mm. to discover themselves and to really love and appreciate and honor themselves. So when you're working with somebody who's interested in, um, in, in really seeking that element of themselves, what are some questions that you ask to help someone discover who they really are? It's more about the space than the specific questions would be the answer. It's that creating that creating that coaching container. And I'm laughing because I just saw somebody who's no longer in the coaching field who now parodies a bunch of coaching things. And she refers to the coaching container. She has like a Tupperware container. (laughs) So it just reminds me of that. But it's just this creating this place where we can just be and that we don't have to perform. We don't have to come up with the perfect answer because, you know, as soon as we start looking for the perfect answer, we're never going to find it. Um, so it's creating that space. So it's mm-hmm. not about the questions as that energy. But when the questions do come up, it's the simplest ones, right? It's those, who are you? Mm-hmm. Who are you not? What do you want? What are you grateful for? What's important? You know, like these questions that are like f- three or four words tops, right? Why? 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 Yeah. A lot of women struggle with confidence in owning what they really want in life without feeling selfish about it or without feeling like they shouldn't want something for themselves until they've satisfied the needs of everyone else around them. And, and I wonder, have you ever experienced that? And, and with the people that you work with, what are some strategies that 
you recommend for noticing that and then compassionately creating an environment where you can move away from it? So aware, uh, noticing it is awareness, right? Mm-hmm. And awareness is sort of the start for everything. Yeah. So this is the place where people need to spend a little bit of time looking at how they think. And usually I love to do that through journaling or through meditation. And even, you know, in the coaching conversations, I'm like the person that says, did you just hear what you said? And then, you know, you you repeat it back to them and they're like, I didn't say that. Okay. But it's recorded and you can go (laughs) and listen to it. Right. So being aware that they're doing it is huge, right? Because now they're uncomfortable. And that's, that is a challenging place to be when you know that this is, this is the place that you are and you're not happy in that. And then, like you said, compassion, like just to compassionately find the places where you can take the small steps. Some people are people who love to rip the bandage off and just go full bore and change it all. I'm not that person. <laughs> and I don't know a lot of people that are, and, and it kind of makes sense because I'm not that person. I wouldn't attract those people, right? So yeah, it's about awareness. And then what do you want? And then what's a small step that's going to move you in that in that direction? You have asked me another question too about do I experience that or have I experienced that? And you know, the answer is yes, all the time. Mm-hmm. Still. Yes, I used to. Yes, I still do. And the perfect thing is, uh, you know, as we're talking, I'm in my she shed. And I remember years ago, my husband built this for me out in the backyard. And he built it with his friends, which he loves to do. And I remember thinking, oh, my gosh, I would love to have a little she shed. And then I had all these reasons. I'd never said it to anybody. I had all these reasons why I couldn't have it or why I shouldn't even ask for it. And all this drama in my head. And then one day we were driving and I said, oh, my gosh, look at that thing. Like, blah, blah, blah. You know, and he goes, well, of course we can build that. Like for him, it was no big deal. So maybe that's something for some of the listeners is this idea about where do you not even consider putting what you want out of your mouth, out into the world? And maybe it's actually not. Maybe you're the one holding it back, holding it away from yourself, right? I hear that a lot in conversations with my clients when asking, you know, what what do you want? And when they are able to verbalize it and hear it out loud, they realize, you know, that's really not a big deal. I could do that. It just felt like it was a lot because there's already a lot going on. And to add one more thing can sometimes feel like it's going to be overwhelming. But sometimes adding in the one thing that you really want can make everything else so much easier because that is honoring yourself. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah, definitely. Now you've got the energy for all those other things because mm-hmm. your needs are being met too. If you could go back in time and meet a younger version of yourself and give yourself advice for where you are in life now, what what time of your life would you go back to and what would you say? It's funny because I have two answers to this question and I'm not sure which is the real answer. (laughs) Let me share the first answer. 
The first one that popped into my mind is I wouldn't. Because I know that I did the best that I could with what I knew at that time. So, yeah, I feel like I've spent enough time sort of making peace with all those peace with all those bits and pieces of myself. So that's mm-hmm. the first answer. But then the other one is I remember being young, you know, like I would say five years old. And I was really creative. And I remember I used to wear these, you know, button down men's shirts, white for painting or working with clay. And I think I would tell her, keep creating. Because I think that's the place, play and creating are very similar for me. And I think I fell away from that. I am back that with that now. However, I think to stay enthusiastic and play and create. And I think that you're never, you never fall away from that. So two answers. Don't know which one's the one, but that's what I got. I like both of them. I like the wisdom of the first one because you're right. You know, we can only be where we are. And, you know, we just, we're, we're just a product of our collective experiences and everything has shaped us to where we are. I wouldn't go back and change my life in any way, but if I could go back, I think I would have a similar message. I, I would tell a younger version of myself, go for it. Have fun. Just don't hold back. Go for it. And I think that I already did that a lot, but I think that I would encourage a younger version of myself to, to go forward with joy. Mm. You know, I have always enjoyed achievement and, and, having projects to work on. But I think that there's been an undercurrent of go, 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 work, 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 rather than joy. And so I think if there's a word that I could go back and whisper in the ear of a younger version of myself, it would be go for it and have fun. Yeah. Do you think that would solve everything? Just reminds me of the, you know, the name of your podcast. It would be like, that would be so fun, right? You know, it might come close because I think that joy and looking for fun in life really does solve a lot of what drags us down and makes it possible for us to see the real solutions that are in front of us that we might not be looking at because we're looking at the problem. So. For those who are listening to this right now and and thinking about our conversation and where they might fit into that and and what it what light bulbs it might be turning on for them, if somebody's interested in talking with you further and and possibly working with you as their coach, how do they get in touch with you? So the easiest way is to listen to my podcast because and that's called She Coaches Coaches. So I'm on all the players. But that's the easiest way into my world. From there, there's always an episode note that you can click on and go and look at my website. But my podcast is there and it's there to be enjoyed. And that way you're going to know if if you want to be a little bit closer, if you want to come and learn a little bit more about working with me. So check out my podcast, She Coaches Coaches. Thank you so much for your time today. It's been a real joy to get to chat with you. Oh, I've so enjoyed it. Thanks again for having me. 
Wow. Talking to Candy feels like a hug. I think that was one of the most relaxing and comfortable conversations that I've had on this program in a long time, probably because we are in complete agreement on just about everything. And it's nice to be validated, isn't it? That's how it feels when you give yourself some margin, some compassion, some space to be who you are, exactly how you are, how you have been this whole time, not needing to be fixed and not even needing to change anything. You've been with yourself this whole time. The search is over. I hope that you can take the opportunity to turn inward, say hello, give yourself a hug, and start asking, what do we want to do now? I'm really glad that you joined me for this episode of Heather Solves Everything and that you continue to tune in, listen, and share it with your friends. It means the world to me. And I hope that something good happens for you today. I'm Coach Healthy Heather, and I'm always here to help you solve everything. To connect with Heather and find out more about today's show, just look for Heather Solves Everything on Facebook and Instagram. With a little help from your friends, you can solve everything, too. 